Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Today is May 4th, 2022, and our first story, Joe Biden, in addressing the Roe v. Wade leak, says that the MAGA crowd is the most extreme organization in U.S. history, fanning the flames of the political divide at a time when people fear we could be heading towards a second civil war. Which leads me to the next segment. Riots break out over the leaked Roe v. Wade draft, showing Roe v. Wade is set to be overturned. And in our last story, Dave Chappelle is attacked on stage. Two interesting things here. One, he was recently saying he needed more security after offending the trans community. And we're also seeing that politics has completely infected comedy. At every level of our culture, politics is taking over. The divide is getting worse and people are getting angrier. I think we could be facing some serious conflict coming soon. Now, if you like the show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, and share the show with your friends because grassroots marketing is the most powerful way to help. Now, let's get into that first story. Addressing the story of the leaked initial draft from the Supreme Court showing they voted to overturn Roe v. Wade, Joe Biden said, quote, MAGA is the most extreme political organization in American history, which is objectively false. It's not. Trump supporters in the MAGA movement are actually fairly moderate when you look at most data points. But I don't know what story or data point or idea exists that would make that even a reasonable opinion to say. Certainly you can disagree with MAGA. But the most extreme political organization in American history, Biden went on to say that the ultra MAGA agenda would ban LGBT children from classrooms if Roe v. Wade is overturned, which makes literally no sense. Those things have nothing to do with each other. I think he was trying to mash up the parental rights and education bill in Florida with Roe versus Wade. Sure. Now, this is particularly irresponsible because it's coming off of rioting we saw last night. As people marched through the streets, smashed police car windows and attacked cops, Joe Biden comes out and says the most extreme political organization in American history. 
It's not true. The left has continually moved further and further left. Or the better way to put it, I suppose, is that left wing positions have become more pronounced and more extreme than they used to be. I don't I don't want to play the left right game necessarily because they mean different things to different people. The left hasn't necessarily become more communist than they've ever been. They if those who want communism want communism. But in terms of certain policy ideas, the left has continually embraced more extreme versions of these ideas, notably abortion, which is the which is the big deal today. It used to be that Democrats were in favor of restrictions. Now they don't want any restrictions. Republicans wanted to ban abortion. They still just want to ban abortion. So they haven't become more extreme politically. They're kind of in the same place they were. In fact, many Republicans have become a bit more moderate, as we saw with Donald Trump's move into the Republican Party. But I got to point it out. With everything we've seen over the past few days with the rioting, not as not the worst rioting we've ever seen, but with 2020, with those riots, with the current state of politics, with statements made from progressive political commentators on the left, civil war. I know perhaps it's a cliche at this point, Tim Pool saying it, but I think more and more evidence lines up to show this is the case. And I think one thing that people are probably overlooking is how demographic dynamics affect the political fabric of this country. If you take a look at the divide between young left and young right, it is pronounced. And when millennials reach boomer age, the divide will be dramatic right now. If you take a look at polls, you can see that there is a divide between Democrats and Republicans, but they mostly live in a similar world. I think the Democrats are better, but I think the Republicans are better. When you look to the younger generation, you have a complete rejection of the two party system and the establishment. This is true for the left and it's true for the right. And that means both sides hate the political structure, want dramatic change, aren't getting it. And of course, when the boomer generation is gone and millennials take over, you're going to see a whole lot of this. Let me show you the demographics. It's something I've talked about before. As people who are 18 today age up, become 28, 10 years from now, the votes are going to be more dramatic. They're going to be calling for more dramatic policy. They're going to be defending more dramatic action. The right will respond. It will get violent. So I don't know if we see civil war in the next few years. Perhaps it will be a mostly digital conflict, like a culture war we're already experiencing. But I don't know how we survive, especially as the right starts to gain a foothold with things like overturning Roe v. Wade. We return to states' rights, which results in a more polarization geographically. And then you will have blue states be overtly blue and red states be overtly red. And then eventually they say, enough, there is no reason for us to be part of one country. And then you get a fracturing not too dissimilar to what we saw with the first civil war, states competing against other states. So I want to show you exactly what Joe Biden is saying and why he's saying it. To be honest, he's saying this to earn votes for the midterms. He is sacrificing the fabric of this country for votes. But what can I say? I think the Republicans do something similar. I think as much as there are people of principle who are standing for their for their principles, there are establishment shills who don't care one way or another and will burn this country to the ground for power. The arguments coming out of the left about what will happen next with Roe v. Wade are insane. Swalwell saying that Republicans want to overturn Loving v. Virginia, which enshrined interracial marriage. Are you nuts? That's not going to happen. To be fair, the left said, yeah, well, y'all said Roe v. Wade wouldn't be overturned either. And all of these Trump justices said it was settled law. Fair point. 
I don't know what will happen. Maybe weird things will get overturned. I'd hate to see it. But I think either way, there will be a crumbling in this country. Let's take a look at what's going on with this story. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support the work we do. If you like these videos and you like the reporting we do at TimCast.com, I implore you become a member because that is how the website continues to exist. How do we employ employ these journalists and how do we seek to employ more and we will employ more? It's because as you uh, become members, that funds funding we can use to grow the website. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive segments of the TimCast IRL podcast Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m., as well as all of our other shows. When we have members-only content, we have the green room behind the scenes with our guests, and you're going to be helping uh, fund our culture jamming as marketing, which is going to be really exciting stuff that will challenge the establishment. So again, TimCast.com, become a member. But don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's read this first story from the Daily Mail. MAGA is the most extreme political organization in American history. Biden warns of Republicans' ultra-MAGA agenda. Now, I want to pause real quick. You know what really boiled my blood? Joe Biden said this. It was a quote. He said it. He said the most extreme. And when I was looking through mainstream press, they all tried to downplay it, ignore it, or not show what our president of unity had been saying. Politico changed his quote. To say the most extreme in recent history, not what he said. Disgusting. Many others outright ignore the quote in their headlines. CNN says Biden goes after the ultra MAGA agenda as he sharpens his midterm message. This is called burying the lead. The president saying this of half the country, my friends, this is a deplorable moment. When Hillary Clinton came out and said it's a basket of deplorables. That was a spelled doom for her campaign. Same thing for Joe Biden here. Take a look at this, these nonsense arguments. So we know now Biden called them the most extreme organization. He also warned the GOP could ban LGBT children from classrooms if Roe v. Wade is overturned. What does that mean? And signaled they could even reverse the 1965 Griswold v. Connecticut case that struck down a state law banning the use of contraceptives by married couples. What? It was a ramp up in rhetoric from Biden following the Supreme Court leak that caused a firestorm. And further condemnation of Florida's so-called don't say gay bill. Uh, You mean the parental rights and education bill, which also is the don't say straight bill. I want to make sure that's clear for all of you. What happens if you have state changes? If you have state changes the law saying that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children. Why? Where did that come from? You made that up, dude. What would happen if Democrats started forcefully castrating children? Yeah, they're grooming kids. Many of them are. I'm not saying every single Democrat or every single, you know, individual who, who wants to have these conversations with kids is doing it. I'm saying some are. Can I make a straw man, too, and make up a hypothetical? No one is talking about banning LGBTQ kids from the classroom. What are the next things they're going to attack? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political organization or, or organization that's existed in American history. And then he says recent American history. I suppose it's fair to point out that a news organization, depending on their political leaning, will choose to highlight one or the other. But he said both. Fair point. I think he said existed in American history and then recent American history. He's trying to walk it back. Okay. I believe I have. It's not true either way. Fundamentally not true. I believe I have the rights that I, uh, I believe I have the rights that I have, not because the government gave them to me, but because I am just a child of God. I exist, Biden added. 
It's fascinating. When it comes to the issue of abortion, I suppose the question is, when does life begin? Because apparently Democrats believe after birth and Republicans believe at conception. And that's the real heart of the argument with abortion. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. The president's fiery attack on Republicans came just after Trump-backed hillbilly elegy author J.D. Vance won the Ohio GOP Senate primary in a test on former President Trump's hold over the Republican Party. On Monday night, a bombshell Supreme Court draft opinion was leaked, showing that a majority of justices were in agreement to overturn Roe v. Wade. Okay, Joe Biden wants to say recent history. Fine. What does that mean? How far back do you go, Joe? You want to say the most extreme in American history? Then I need only ask you of your own opinions from TimCast.com. Biden's changed position on Roe versus Wade. Since he entered D.C., President Biden has had a varying stance on the issue of abortion and access of reproductive health care. Hmm. All right, let's see this. In 1982, when Biden was a senator from Delaware, he voted to end Roe v. Wade under the former president, Ronald Reagan. The administration was focused on ending abortion rights at the federal level. An amendment was proposed to the Senate Judiciary Committee to allow individual states to overturn Roe v. Wade. In March of 1982, Biden was among those lawmakers to vote in support of this amendment. Following the vote, he said, I'm probably a victim or a product, however you want to phrase it, of my background, citing his Catholic upbringing. Recent history, Joe, you agree with the MAGA agenda. Right. So why is he doing this? The Hill says... Biden seeks to paint GOP as extreme. CNN says midterm message. Ah, and now we understand. Let me tell you why I think civil war. Okay, and and I'll show you the polls because I mentioned this before. The younger generation will be more extreme than the older generation, more polarized is a better way to put it. But the phenomena is simple. A news article gets written. Donald Trump is a bigot. One million views. The next day, they're like, what else can we write? And they say, well, we can't write the same thing again. They try. Doesn't get any views. It's like, guys, you you told us Trump was a bigot yesterday. We know. Okay, well, he's the worst bigot. Okay, well, I'll read that one. Then they say Donald Trump is a proud racist. Then they say Donald Trump is the worst racist. Donald Trump is the most racist. Donald Trump is almost as bad as Hitler. Then Donald Trump is as bad as Donald Trump is. And then Donald Trump is worse than 
because they have to keep one-upping the narrative. They got to keep you hooked. The addiction, it's wearing off, man. It's wearing off. We need a bigger dose, a bigger dose of that hate. But you know what the issue is? I think the right and the left are in a similar position in their hate for one another. My issue is, and I'll be, I'm the last person to deny our position in this conflict. I've had people say, but Tim, don't you think you're contributing to all of this as well? Of course we are. We just happen to be right. Of course, the left says the same thing. But we are objectively right. My positions politically are not overtly right wing. None of them are. I've argued extensively over the past several days of, about being pro-choice and why and wanting some restrictions, but believing there, sh there should not be uh, uh, that, you know, in the first trimester, it's probably got to be pro-choice with some restrictions. And I've stood by that the entire time. Certainly, my political positions don't make me right wing. What could be? Mm. It could be that I said Kyle Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense. Turned out that was true. It could be that I said the people who were let into the Capitol building likely will not be charged. That turned out or not, not convicted. Sorry. That turned out to be true on the grounds where it was specifically individuals who were being let in. The left believes lies. Covington, Smollett, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Ahmed Arbery, Russiagate, Ukraine Gate. I can keep going on with this list. The ghost of Kiev, there's a new one for you. They believe all of the lies. And that's what separates left and right today. So when the left says the right does this and the right does that, I'm like, you know, the right does a lot of these things people don't like. I can respect that you don't like those things, but your worldview is based upon lies. So when you say you don't like something, but you don't know what you're talking about, you got a problem. Biden is sharpening his midterm message by continuing the addiction to hate. And this is what you get. From Fox News, LA abortion protests turn violent. Protesters lob rocks and bottles at cops, smash cruiser's window. At least one officer is injured. Man climbs SF Salesforce Tower in protest against abortion. Okay. Can I just point something out for all of you? California is not banning abortion. Why are you going out and smashing up cop cars in a state that will never ban abortion? Why are you climbing a building, a, a tower in, Sa in San Francisco, a city that will never ban abortion? It doesn't make sense. There's no logic behind what they are doing. They are just violent extremists for the sake of being violent extremists. You give them any reason to go out and they will go out and destroy their own communities. And it's what they do. Now we can see the narratives emerging from the left. Once again, extreme rhetoric that makes no sense. Black Republicans slam Swalwell for saying GOP oppose interracial marriage. Quote, I'm in an interracial marriage. Rep Byron Donalds calls Swalwell a fool for interracial marriage comment. Eric Swalwell, Democrat, said, the Republicans won't stop with banning abortion. They want to ban interracial marriage. Do you want to save that? Well, then you should probably vote. I will never vote for a Democrat so long as they have these people in their party. And so long as they do not remove people like Northam, who did a segment defending abortion at dilation. Dude, the Democrats have gone insane. Now, look, tell me. Where the Republicans have gone extreme, legit, I'm willing to hear it. Never been a big fan of Republican policies for the most part. Abortion, you say, they're banning, they're banning, abor oh, 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 they're banning abortion, makes them more extreme, you say. 
They've always wanted to do this. They've not moved from that position. They want to do it. They've wanted to do it. That's what they're doing. They want to give tax cuts to the wealthy. They've always done that. They want to shore up our borders. The Democrats wanted to do that. They want to build border barriers. Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders wanted to do that. 2008. Well, well uh, they want to bring manufacturing back to the United States. The Democrats wanted to do that. Tell me what they've become more extreme on. What? The people storming the Capitol? The rioters? Well, yeah. Okay. Yet those people should go to prison. The Republican Party condemns those people. Like, I don't like the Republican Party. But if you follow the news, they've been smack talking them. Mike Pence. It's fascinating that when the Republican Party adopted more populist principles that the left liked, all of a sudden they've become more extreme and far right. I'm not playing that game. The left just post just just says lies, lies, lies. The, the Republicans are white nationalists. What? Look at this. Wesley Hunt says, hi, Eric. My name is Wesley Hunt. I'm a Republican nominee in a congressional district that is 70% white. I'm black. I'm in an interracial marriage, and my wife and I have two biracial daughters. Republicans are celebrating diversity while white liberals like yourself race bait. Byron Donald says, you're such a fool. What is wrong with you? More gaslighting from the radical left. Hardly any Americans oppose interracial marriage. A Gallup survey last year found that 94% of Americans approve of marriages between black Americans and white Americans, and there are other races as well. Why would they say this? Why would Swalwell make up something so absurd? Now, nobody thought that Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned initially when, when these Supreme Court justices were being brought in. Uh, I should say many people speculated it was possible, but it was far from confirmed. Upon hearing the oral arguments, people were like, OK, this is coming. This may actually happen. And then afterwards, NBC and a bunch of leftists said, that's it. Roe v. Wade is done. OK. Roe v. Wade is, is recent history. It's 1973. We're going back just shy of 50 years. So many people who are alive today, and I think probably the majority of voters, or close to, because mostly older people, were alive to see this ruling happen. And may have actually been, you know, teenagers, or some people in their late teens, early adulthood, watching it happen. So this is recent history. We grew up with it. It was law as long as I could remember. It was precedent, I should say, settled law. And now it's changing. But going back to how it was in the 1970s, they keep saying it's going back to the 1950s. It's going back to the 1970s. But that isn't extreme. Extreme would be a ban on abortion. Going back to states deciding just means we're going back to federalism or republicanism. And the Republicans who want a ban on abortion aren't even doing it. They're doing it in red states for sure. But they've already had those laws in the books for the most part. Trigger laws, they call them. So what is more extreme about them getting exactly what they've been trying to do for 50 years? They're kind of in the same place. More importantly, this is a compromise. They're allowing abortion in blue states, even though they want it banned outright. Courthouse News Service. Crosshairs on Roe v. Wade could usher demise of other rights. Adam Winkler who is a professor at UCLA, says the most obvious resort to policy over constitutional analysis in a leader's opinion is where he tries to assure that overturning Roe will not impact other privacy rights like interracial marriage. Ah, so this is where they get it all from. 
Alito's draft opinion is policy masquerading as constitutional law. At critical points in the argument, Alito abandons legal analysis for pure policy preference. At other points, his argument relies on weak evidence, um, like Roe v. Wade. Look, I don't care to argue the, the Supreme Court ruling where that's going. I, it is what it is. Okay? And, and you can talk about it all you want. I think we're going to have a civil war. I think we are, we are headed towards a civil war. And I don't think it'll be necessarily because of abortion, but I believe abortion may be the large catalyst. You ask people in the South, what was the cause of uh, the civil war? And they'll tell you states' rights and a bunch of other issues. You ask someone in the South, why, did the con- why were Confederate soldiers fighting? And they'll say they were fighting for their homes. You ask someone uh, from the North or someone who believes you know, modern political uh, uh, history, they're going to say it was over slavery and it was, uh, the, the Confederates were fighting to uphold slavery. They're, they're, neither is wrong. The, it's just perspective. When the North fought, they're like, these people are upholding slavery and refuse to back down. That's their key issue. But it is fair to say, while that was the main issue and the catalyst and what basically people were fighting to uphold, inside the minds of the Confederates, it wasn't like they were coming out there and being like, we must have it. It was, we're fighting for our states. Many of these people probably didn't know what, what was going on. But more importantly, as I said, while slavery was the key component, there were a bunch of other issues. I mean, the war started with the, the battle at Fort Sumter because Union soldiers were in Southern territory. So you can argue the cause of it. There could have been no civil war. The, the, the dissolution of the Union, the secession, slavery, the conflict, depending on how reductive you want to be. I want to show you a few statements from Anna Kasparian from the Young Turks to make my point. And I am I actually am in agreement with a lot of what she's saying. I'm not here to criticize her. I'm here to show uh, she's making she's making some points that I think are important. Hear this. You pathetic, pathetic corporate goon. Okay, real quick. She's calling Nancy Pelosi a pathetic corporate goon. Yes. Total agreement. Okay. Everybody power down. Unilateral disarmament on the issue of I can't wait until these people abortion. are gone. She just said, I can't wait until these people are gone. Later, she goes out to disown AOC even. The Democrats have let us down. This is a, a video compilation provided by Gene Edits, Spangler creator on, creator on Twitter, who tweeted at me, but I think it's it's relevant. Now, I'm not a fan of grabbing these clips and then dragging them over. The, uh, you know, I, they, they do it to me. I don't, I don't care for it. I don't disagree with Anna Kasparian. She says, I can't wait till these people are gone out of office um, or, you know, passing on, I suppose. But, you know, once they're out of political power, she says that the, the Democrats are feckless. We're not getting what we want. And I'm like, I know all too well what that feels like when you're dealing with the political elites. The Democrats weren't giving me what I wanted. They were doing insane things for power. They were lying for the most part. I said, I don't have anything to do with it. They were embracing critical race theory, critical theory, and crit- critical gender ideology. And Joe Biden pushed critical race theory trainings, getting rid of Donald Trump's executive order. I oppose that. I didn't vote for Donald Trump in 2016. Well, because I oppose critical race theory, because it's overtly racist, reductive, racist and uh, reductive of people, uh, I said, I'll take school choice and I'll take Trump. I'll take the more libertarian approach. I understand that the Democrats want a more authoritarian approach or they don't view it that way. Regardless, I disagree with them. But I certainly agree that the Republicans and the Democrats are not providing for the younger generation, which brings me to civics. When you take a look at the 65 plus age bracket, which political party do you think is more concerned with the needs of people like you? You can see that 43 Republican, 42 Democrats. It's split. 
A lot of people like to show how the Republicans have moved further left or further right. They show these data points. What they fail to mention in all of these analyses is demographic breakdown and how that impacts what's happening. If you were to take 65-year-olds and ask them about their positions, it would look like the Republican Party in 1994. If you were to take 18 to 34-year-olds and combine it, you'll start to see what today's politics look like. That is to say, 65-year-olds, be it Democrat or Republican, hold the same positions for the most part that they did in the 90s. So we're talking about 30 years ago. That's when these people were in their 30s. These people, now now I'm 36, they were more moderate and closer to each other. When we talk to boomers and older people on Timcast IRL, many of them are not aware of what modern politics looks like. When you then take a look at the same uh, question, which party is concerned with people like you, 18 to 34, you can see 30% says neither. 41% Democrat, 25% Republican. Bad news for Republicans, mind you. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. But it's because the Republican Party has been trash. Even Republicans don't like the Republican Party. The Democrats are more likely to have people marching in lockstep. But that neither category, those are progressives and, and conservatives. Those are progressives and libertarians. Anna Kasparian would probably fall into that camp. Neither party is working for them. I would fall into that camp. Neither party is working for us, even though Anna and I completely disagree. Where we do agree is that the parties are broken. Now, Anna is much more extreme in that she's personally misrepresented my positions. I don't talk about her positions. And when I do, as you can see, I agree with her positions and try to represent them accurately and fairly. That is to say, she doesn't like the establishment Democratic Party. The, the Young Turks and progressives feel the Democrats are not providing for what they want. And truth be told, they aren't. The Democrats are not enacting progressive policies. They're enacting weird social policies, but even Democrat voters think they've gone nuts on those issues. I think Anna and, and Cenk believe fake news. For example, when I said the people who were let into the Capitol, let in, will likely not get charged because trespassing requires a warning, they made a segment mocking me saying it was the stupidest idea ever. Turns out I was correct as a man gets acquitted basically like a, a month, like two months later. We'll likely see more acquittals on those grounds, charges being dropped outright. For those that were violent, they'll go to prison. As I've said, they will and should. And I'm critical of that fringe group as well. It was several hundred people. There are certainly Trump supporters and people on the right who believe in saying things. 
I do not believe that the average person associated with the right, libertarian, conservative, or post-liberal, believes those things. They don't. You know, Timcast IRL is one of the biggest podcasts in the world. It's kind of crazy for me to say, and, and I love all of you guys for supporting it. It's a weird position to be in, honestly. But we, the people who watch the show, were not even familiar with Marjorie Taylor Greene's statements or Steve Bannon until we had them on the show. Because post-liberal, the Young Turks would paint it as far right, which is why I think you see 41% of 18 to 34-year-olds siding with the Democrats, because they don't even watch my show. I, I think it's the funniest thing, too, because whenever I get these weird criticisms from lefty cultists, I'm like, have you watched the show? And they're like, of course not. I've only seen some clips. I'm like, oh, okay, because if you watch the show, you'd know that I'm actually like, I'm post-liberal. Post-liberal meaning in the, the 90s, I'd be a Democrat. In the 2000s, I'd be a Democrat. In 2012, I'd be a Democrat. And then the left went nuts. Now, because of political factions like Anakasperians, the Young Turks, the progressives, because they're so far left, meaning their policy stances, their economic stances, and their social stances, that makes me closer to the right. Abortion is a really interesting issue. The Republicans want abortion banned, period. They've always wanted abortion banned, as, I, as I've been saying. The left, Kathy Tran in Virginia, argued for abortion up to the point of giving birth, meaning a woman could be in labor and you could kill the baby as it's coming out. I'm not exaggerating with that. That was actually presented by Kathy Tran in Virginia, answered to by Governor Northam on a radio show. Look it up. We've shown it so many times. Now, Northam said it's, it's, it's usually in the instance of non-viability or deformity. But the law isn't about that. The law did not say those things. It was about unrestricted. I can't agree with that. I can't vote for that. I will. I am not that extreme. The left has gone there or they outright deny that's the position they've taken. Sorry, I can't do it. Let me show you this. Let me show you a few things. Florida, a pansexual Florida teacher canned for discussing orientation with students. This this woman was talking about who she's being intimate adult wise with middle schoolers, and then telling them to draw pictures of their orientations. Yo, I'm sorry, I'm not that extreme. When you came to me and said gay marriage, I said, absolutely. I understand civil rights fight, privacy rights for people, and equality under the law in terms of a person being allowed to marry another person, interracial, LGBTQ, or otherwise. But I said, leave the kids out of it. When you go to kids and tell them to draw these pictures, when you show them books representing adult activities that book gender queer, which it does, Amazon says the book gender queer is what it's called, is for 18 and up only, yet it was in middle school libraries. You have become extreme, not me. Here's my point. As the younger generations raised by these teachers get older and they are more socially extreme, I will never compromise with those people. Never. There will be no compromise between when these teachers can start talking about adult activities with kids five years old to nine years old. That's what Florida banned. Zero compromise. Zero. Never going to happen. The older generation didn't have those issues because they mostly agreed with each other except for a, key, for a few key wedge issues. They don't realize this. When the boomers age out of Congress and AOC is in Nancy Pelosi's position, the left and the right are divided. But it is because 65 year olds, you go down in age and here you are, 18 year olds couldn't be further from each other. And so that's the issue. When that happens, you are going to have people on the right being like, you are doing what to kids? 
And the people on the left are going to be are going to be like, you can't stop us from doing this to kids. When the left comes out and lies about the parental rights and education bill, I think it's fair to point out many on the left are just being lied to. When post liberals like myself come out or, or disaffected liberals, whatever you want to call it, and say, I don't think you should be doing this with kids, lady. I get called transphobic. Seriously? Okay, dude. Well, I'm sorry. I will never compromise with you. You come to me and you say you want to ban abortion. I say, all right, well, I think it's fair to say we should have restrictions. Um, maybe first trimester should be a bit more um, relaxed in terms of government regulation. I do think it's wrong to use abortion as contraception, but I have issue, I have I have issue, I worry about privacy rights and I worry about um, liberty issues and government overreach and regulation. But I think the Republicans make a lot of really, really great points on life. I think there's got to be some compromise. The left just comes out and says unrestrained, unfettered, unrestricted. And I'm like, I, I, I can't compromise with that. I'm not going to be like, OK, well, a viable baby can be killed. No, that's never going to happen. I am the compromise. When they say they would like to talk to nine year olds about, you know, adults doing it and their personal lives, I say, I will never give you any leeway. There's no compromise. What are they going to say? Okay, well, what if we only talk to them about like these particular aspects of adult activities? No. Okay, what about nothing? Okay, what, what about we won't talk about a home run, but what about talking to kids about third base? No. Okay, what about second base? No. What about first base? No. No, first base. You're not going to sit down. I'm not going to compromise on you going to kids and talking about kissing. Here's why two adults want to kiss each other. Sorry, not interested. You tell the kids, talk to your parents. The parents will decide. I'm never compromising. So where are we? Where are we in 20 years? If it's true the younger generation embraces this stuff, you are going to have a Democratic Party that overtly says we should talk to kids about all of these issues and a right that says over my dead body. And that's how you get civil war. Not because people are becoming more extreme, but but it, but it's because it's it's generational divide. And there you go. Let me give a shout out to um, neocons, Bill Crystal. The story of neoconservatives in two acts. Bill Crystal so outraged. Alito hopes his draft is the majority opinion, but five votes may not be locked in to overturn Roe. If his draft doesn't stand up well to criticism and dissent, and the effects on the court look bad, couldn't a couple of justices join Roberts to uphold MS without re uh, reversing Roe? Here's Bill Crystal, 1998. Roe must go. Everyone who wants to indulge, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Crystal's a grifter. They want power. They don't have politics. Amazing. It's interesting. Now, someone responded saying, I don't care. It's, it's an opinion from 24 years ago. People have, people's opinions change. Yeah. No, that's the point. The neoconservatives in the late 90s used to say, get rid of Roe. And now they're like, hmm, I don't know about that. Okay. The point is, conservatives have not become more extreme. If anything, many elements of the, of, the, of the Republican Party have now sided with the left. They are becoming more extreme. The country is moving leftward across the board. Staunch conservatives now supporting Roe? That's a leftward motion. I think conflict will come to this country in some form or the other. I don't know if it'll be like it was in the 1800s, people fighting each other in the streets and, you know, battlefields. It could be a culture wars. It could be bifurcation of the economy. I think it's coming. But we'll see, man. I'm not a prophet. Who knows? Next segment is coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then.
I keep seeing these photos of these women in red dresses with white bonnets on popping up all over Facebook. Is it a holiday? I, I, I don't know about I'm, maybe people aren't at work today because, oh, what is this? Someone says it's a picture of Jedi Padawans from Stargate Episode 2, The Wrath of Khan. May the fourth be with you as well. Unfortunately, Darth Cylon kills them when he goes Sith. All right, um, Mr. Parson, that was an excellent response. I get it. It's the Handmaid's Tale. Ha 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 ha. There were riots yesterday. People were fighting with cops. And it's funny when they like start attacking cops and then the cops just push them back and they're like, they're brutalizing us. It's okay, dude. When, you know, jackboot SWAT cops come out in armor and start arresting people who are like marching, which I've seen. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. People can march. They can peaceably assemble and, and do that First Amendment stuff. When cops pull up and it's like one guy and people start getting up in his face and screaming at him. And all he does is say back up over and over again. Yo, police brutality you do not have. But I want to give a shout out to uh, The Handmaid's Tale because it's like the only book that millennial activists have read. The only books are Harry Potter and The Handmaid's Tale. But I'm also not even convinced. I think Seamus said this on Timcast IRL that they're both they were both made into uh, uh, like movies or TV shows. So they probably didn't actually read the books. They just watched the show, which is why they're posting the pictures of the women in the red dresses, the bonnets on. But uh, someone uh, super chat us a really funny joke because the only the only thing they have is uh, Handmaid's Tale and Harry Potter. I was like, that's it. We just combined the two and we make the hand the <laughs> the hand Harry's Potter tale. And then someone super chatted, you're a handmaid, you're a handmaid, Harry. That was a good one. That was really, you're a handmaid, Harry. That's a good one. Just combine the only two books, apparently, that these activists can reference. Look, they want me to come out and defend violent riots. Ain't going to happen. I'll defend protests. People want to go out and protest and march through the streets 100%. Please do it. Please. I encourage it. Have your voices be heard. Peaceful protests are very effective and people should hear what you have to say because we should debate these ideas. I respect that. But when y'all are surrounding cop cars and it's just like a couple cops who are in plain, like they're, they're not in armor. They're just like patrol officers and they're telling you to back up and then you swarm them, throw things at them and then attack them. I, I, dude, come on. And this is what's basically happening. Y'all want me to come out and scream about the apocalypse because Roe v. Wade may be overturned in two months. It's not going to happen. I am not pro-abortion. No, I'm just pro-choice. Sorry, guys. You moved too far left. I don't agree with you. You know what I, I agree with? Tulsi Gabbard, because she said safe, legal, and rare. I mean, that's, that's, that's the way. That is the meme. The memification of what the idea is behind what traditional liberals used to uphold. The right wanted to ban abortion. The left was like, dude, can we get some exemptions? Okay, first trimester, medical emergencies, rape and incest. And now the left is like, yo, we played the clip yesterday with Ralph Northam. Vox.com published this where they're talking about even to the point of dilation, the woman is literally giving birth and you could kill the baby. And I'm like, I'm not OK with that. So, no, I'm not going to have your back on this one. There's no political party that upholds the values I'm referring to. And I got whatever, man. Now, the Republicans and conservatives are like, we'll take it. 
As long as you're not supporting whatever that is, we'll take it. Because who am I supposed to vote for? I will put it this way for all of you. If you give me the choice between no abortions, none, and the left saying that you can snip the spinal column of a baby at nine months as it's being delivered, I'm going to go with you can't do it. I'm, I'm going to go with, yo, I, you can't do it. Sorry, you're not giving me a choice. There's no choice for me. When you look at the polls on this one, it's basically that most Americans want restrictions. I think most Americans probably are in a similar position to where, I, where I'm at. You know, uh, in the first trimester, let's leave it between the doctor and the woman. I know there may be bad outcomes in that regard, but I just, I, I fear getting the government involved in some of these issues, which the right may perceive as intentional killing of the baby, when it may actually be the intentional saving of the mother's life. We had someone super chat us that a friend of theirs got pregnant and the baby became cancerous at six months and they didn't know what to do. And the doctor said, it will spread. It'll kill you both. And so they had to terminate the life of the baby. I look at that and I'm like, that was, I guess you'd argue the, the intentional ending of the pregnancy and ending of the baby's life. But I suppose the real intention was to save the mother. I, I, I think we have to make sure that is outlined and codified because medical procedures for life-saving life procedures need to be, in my opinion, protected. But I, I can get those, those concessions from Republicans. The left is just like, no restrictions. Let me show you this, uh, and then we'll talk about these riots. So we have Tim Urban on uh, Twitter, writer and infant. He posted this meme, and he says a little breakdown of the situation. The current situation right now is a federal protection. All women can have abortion. Under Roe v. Wade, states' rights depend on trimester. First trimester, states cannot prohibit. Second trimester, states can require reasonable health regulations. Third trimester, states can prohibit abortions except for cases when they were necessary to save the life or health of the mother. While states can't revoke these rights, they can have created barriers to access. Now, under this current understanding, there have been instances where women have argued their mental health was at risk. And so they've justified third trimester abortions. That is a fully viable baby with like limbs, eyes, face, brain, heart, everything that could survive outside of the womb. What's going to happen potentially after this ruling? No federal protections. Some women can have abortion. Some women can't. Women in states where abortion is legal, nothing will change. Women in states where abortion is illegal, who have the means to travel to other states for, for the procedure, they will all be able to get access to abortions. Women in states where abortion is illegal who do not have the means to travel to other states for a procedure will not be able to get an abortion. For the overwhelming majority of people who want to get an abortion, they live in blue states, nothing will change. For the people who live in red states who want to get abortions, that's going to be an issue for them. Perhaps they will have to move to a blue state. I'm not necessarily a fan of some of the, uh, well, I say I'm not a fan outright of some of the laws that we've already seen, the, the outright guaranteed restrictions period. I think Oklahoma was like, the only exception was the health of the mother. But the, the problem with this, there is no such thing as eliminating loopholes. No such thing. Not on the table. A federal ban. No women can have an abortion. Only 13% of Americans want abortions to be illegal in all cases. And this is very unlikely to happen. But according to a 2022 Wall Street Journal poll, nearly half of Americans support a ban after a certain stage. Would you favor or oppose a law to ban abortions after six weeks, with exceptions for the health of the mother, after 15 weeks? Look at this. Most people would favor a ban after six weeks. Now, we've heard from these activists that women don't even know they're pregnant by six weeks. 
Most people are pro-choice like me, not like these fringe lunatic leftists. So this is the problem we have. The laws they are passing, like in Colorado, are unrestrained, unrestricted. At nine months, you can cut the spinal cord of a baby. Watch the videos from Vox. We played, I played a million times. I'm not going to play it again. Where the, 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 it's the, the, the woman for the radio station is asking the governor at the time, Northam, about a woman is, per, is currently in labor giving birth. And he actually says, he says, well, in, in the case of these third trimester abortions, they're typically in the case of non-viability or deformity. So I'll tell you what would happen. The baby would be delivered, would be made comfortable. And then the mother, you know, brought to a room and the mother and the doctor would have a discussion. What do you, wait, what? Sounds like he was saying the baby's alive and born, but deformed, so kill it. Sorry, you're not going to get me on board with that. If this is what the Democrats are defending, I will not support them. I, as somebody who has always been in the pro-choice but with restrictions camp, would prefer no abortions at all to the execution of a nine-month-old or, or, or a baby who is at nine months, not nine months old, but literally about to be born fully viable. Sorry, you're not going to get me to agree with that. You will not. And so now what's happened is that meme from Elon Musk, oh, shout out Elon Musk, he says accurate, by the way. The meme where he shows the left going far left, putting the, the, the moderates, the, the center left people from 08 in the right wing side now is accurate because I am closer to a conservative who wants no abortion than I am to the left that wants to abort babies at nine months. Now, hold on there a minute. You may be saying, Tim, but I am but a humble progressive who doesn't agree with it either. We want choice. I don't want an outright ban. I don't want to vote for it. I think it, it's, it's, I think it goes too far. I think we need to be very careful about how we're dealing with medical issues, dealing with the civil rights of two individuals in one body. But I lean towards restrictions, and I am not a fan of second trimester and beyond abortion. First trimester, I get. I look at a lot of these bills about, you know, 16-week ban, and the left is screaming about it. And I'm like, you're not giving me an argument as to why that's a bad thing. In Europe, they get less time. In Europe, I think it's like 12 weeks. We're talking about, we're talking about, what, three months, 12 weeks, 16, we're talking about four months, 16 weeks. Yo, I, I, I well, not quite, but like just around that long. You're not giving me, the, the left is, the only argument they're giving me is they want to be able to end the life of a baby. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 
Here we go. Pro-abortion activists smashed Department of Homeland Security vehicles in L.A. At least one officer injured. The LAPD said that activists were throwing rocks and bottles at law enforcement, and at least one officer was injured, as they do. Now, I want to I want to point out, OK, look at, you know, the, the, the pink pussy hats. I mean, I'm 15 years old. I'm afraid a lot of young activists taking charge of the downtown L.A. pro-choice protest. I'm sorry. Y'all are not convincing me. I do not understand. Literally don't. You're going to have to argue for me. Why would a 15 year old need to get an abortion? I mean that literally. Is the issue cultural? And I'm not, I'm not saying there's no answer. It's not a rhetorical question. It's a literal question. Answer this, okay? Are you arguing that 15-year-olds will have sex, will get pregnant, and then they're going to have underage pregnancies? I'm not a fan of 15-year-olds having babies because there's a concern about the support for the child. There's a concern about the health of the mother. I mean, that's at a young age, okay? So what is the option? I suppose the option is contraception. Um, cultural practices like maybe people shouldn't be sleeping around and kids should be given proper education and cultural stuff. So I can recognize all that. Then you have the issue of where it comes down. If we are teaching kids to be responsible, to use condoms, and you argue, but they won't. Yeah, okay, I get it. They won't. How is then the answer you're giving us to terminate the baby outright? The issue, I suppose, is the left does not think that the fetus is living, is, is alive. Is, but I, I just I look at things logically. We look at the simple mathematical equation of when does life begin and its conception. So I don't see why it makes sense that, well, this kid screwed up. Let's kill the baby. I, I don't like that idea. I personally fall into the camp of medical exceptions, medical exemptions. I don't like the idea of abortion as contraception. But I also don't like the idea of like what it, having to fill out like requisition forms and like permitting forms from the government. Nope, 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 dude. If you come to me and you're like, we should have more permits for the government, I'm going to be like, I don't know about that. If we try to buy a gun, not fun. Now, I get it. You're dealing with the life of a child and the life of a mother. And this is where I don't know if there's an answer. I don't have a good moral solution to this because you're dealing with the life rights of two beings. Now, I suppose the problem is I've heard great arguments from the right. Right, the right saying that if the mother is having her rights curtailed for nine months, she gets to live, but the baby loses its life. If we had the option between the least amount of harm, you'd be talking about saying have the baby. And it's like, that's a good point. It's a good point, but it, there, there's a lot of difficulties here. If a woman is forced to, let's say a woman is raped and she did not choose, she was not irresponsible. I don't see why she should be forced by someone else or by the state to give up her body to another life form. Libertarians argue it's called the right to evict. I don't like the idea of a woman getting pregnant through irresponsibility and then being like, well, I don't want it. And I'm like, dude, you've made choices. You have to, you have to live with those choices, right? If you choose to drive drunk and you hit somebody, that's your fault. If you choose to engage in reproductive acts and then get pregnant, yeah, I'm sorry that men don't go through the same thing. The man should be responsible and are legally required to support you. But what I don't like is the idea of a woman getting raped. And then what, having to prove to the government it was a rape? Man, I think ultimately that was the idea with Roe v. Wade, is it the right to privacy and, and not having to go to the government and being like, here's the evidence, here's the charges, here's me going to court and verifying all this stuff simply because, you know, a woman was forced to carry. I can put it simply. If you're not giving me the option 
of something reasonable to vote for, I won't vote for you. If you're coming out and protesting saying we can't have Roe v. Wade overturned, I'm like, I do like the right to privacy. Even, you know, you, you can look at uh, statements from any Supreme Court justice who said the right to privacy is, is precedent. I can certainly agree with the right to privacy. I suppose then the argument is, should not it be codified by Congress? And I'm like, yes. Okay, so then it's not an issue for the Supreme Court. Yo, the left is not giving me any real arguments here. They're attacking cops. They're screaming in the streets. They're screaming about the apocalypse. They're calling for violence. And I'm just like, you've lost me completely. I don't know what you want from me. Portland, property damage caused during marches. Pro-abortion activists. Um, you've lost me. I'm sitting here in what I would describe as what used to be the left. But the left is making demands that I cannot agree with. I know in the beginning, you know, that Feller made that Sith joke, but it reminds me of Star Wars when Padme is talking to Anakin and she's like, you're going down a path I can't follow. I'm like, that's what I'm trying to say to y'all. Uh, so here I am. OK, you've got the spectrum of left to right, like Elon Musk's meme. And I'm center left. You know, uh, I was actually very far left when I was younger. I was more anarcho and all that stuff. And then I moved to the more like the liberal space and I'm like, mm, you know. And then they're saying things like, yo, I get it. I, I remember listening to Ron Paul. Ron Paul was, he was an OBGYN, right? But he mentioned he's a doctor and that he can tell you life begins at conception. And I was like, I, I hear that. Um, I've heard the arguments about if you punch a woman who's pregnant in some states, you can get charged with, you know, double homicide for killing the baby too. And um, I've heard that. And I've heard all the arguments about what constitutes a living being. The left hasn't given me, given me a logical argument. They say a fetus is just a, uh, you know, in the first trimester, it's just a clump of, clump of cells. And I'm like, yeah. But then I heard the argument that a single cell is a life. And I'm like, so just because it doesn't live the way you think it should be living doesn't mean it's not life. We talk about vegans saying like a chicken has rights to life and things like that. And animals shouldn't suffer. And I'm like, okay, do you eat eggs? Vegans don't. They don't eat anything that comes from the animal because it's, it contributes to the suffering of the animal. And I'm like, well, why not an egg, though? I mean, chickens lay the eggs. They lay the eggs and they walk away from them. Dude, have you, you know how chickens work? Let's be real. Chickens will lay their eggs and often abandon them. They don't brood. So what do you do? You just let it go to waste or do you eat it? Well, vegans don't eat it. Okay. So if the egg is a product of an animal and you don't want to cause it, you know, you don't want to eat it for whatever reason, I'm like, isn't there some kind of argument that just because it isn't expressing itself in humanly ways, you shouldn't be destroying it or harming it? So look, I, I, I look at it kind of this way. There's no suffering in the first trimester. Ending the life, I think, is bad. Um, but the issue I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, faced with is the suffering of the mother. If there is uh, the issue of rape and incest, I don't think it's I, I think the argument about rape and incest is, is wrong for the most part. And it's typically because I hear this from a lot of conservatives saying there should be an exception. We'll accept exceptions for rape and incest. And I'm like, if you believe life begins at conception and you can't fault the innocent baby, then why would you fault the innocent baby if the mother was raped or it was incest? I'm like, it's still not the fault of the baby. My issue here is if a woman is forced to have some other life attached to her, I don't think the state can mandate that she provide her body and blood to that uh, body, provide her body and blood. However, I also don't think after the second or third trimester, uh, maybe some reasonable restrictions into the second trimester, it's, it's, it's murky, but I don't think you can have like a viable fetus and just be like, no, nah, I've decided to terminate it because it was rape. It's like there's limited suffering early on with terminating a first trimester uh, baby 
versus the suffering of the mother. I can respect that argument because we're talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I can't respect abortion as contraception for lifestyle choices and irresponsibility, but I also am concerned about the government intervening and then requiring women to prove that it was rape or incest or something. And it's just like, right to privacy, I think it, it does matter. I'm not going to pretend there's an easy moral answer, and I'm not going to pretend I have um, uh, an absolute, I, I have the correct moral position on this one. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. So I don't have a very strong stance one way or the other, except for, I think overt bans are wrong. Um, I, I agree with, you know, Seamus and Matt, Seamus Coughlin and Matt Walsh, conservatives, that we should never just um, terminate a pregnancy with the intention to terminate the, terminate, kill the baby. That I get. The intention should always be something else, like saving the life of the, life of the mother or respecting life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in the instance of forced pregnancy, like, like rape. Then there's an issue of privacy the individual has from the government. Well, that's an interesting argument. But then there is, should we try to save the baby at all costs if we have to? And I think it's an interesting point. As Matt Walsh put it, there should never be a reason to simply say, I want to kill that baby. I can agree with that. I can't agree with outright bans for a variety of reasons. We have to have a conversation. And I can't agree with the left's completely unrestricted kill the baby at nine months pregnancy. That's insane. So I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm not going to defend any. I'm not going to defend anybody. I'm not going to defend the left. I'm not going to line up behind them. I'm certainly not going to vote for Democrats on this issue. And then if I have no reasonable answer for this, maybe I'll disagree with me. Maybe there are moderates who agree with me. Maybe not. I don't know, but I'll tell you this. Democrats ain't getting my vote. And if the issue is a negative one and a positive one, giving me a zero position where the Republicans are positive one, they want the ban and Democrats are negative one. They want no ban, no restrictions. That leaves me with zero. In which case, it's a moot point. I can't vote on either way. So you know what's going to happen when the Republicans come out and oppose critical race theory? Well, I oppose that. When they want school choice, I'm for that. When they, when they oppose war, I oppose war. Okay, Democrats, you lose. Go riot and go nuts. Or maybe present a real argument. I don't think there's going to be one. Maybe just a civil war because these people are calling for violence. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Dave Chappelle has been attacked at the Hollywood Bowl. He was doing a set, and a man ran up on stage armed with, some have said, a gun and a knife. I read that it was a gun that was fake but had a knife in it, so it was actually a knife meant to look like a gun. And I, I think it's terrible. I'm glad that Dave's all right. Chris Rock apparently gets up and says, was that Will Smith? Tons of people are saying, thanks, Will Smith. Because Will Smith apparently has normalized striking comedians who make jokes you don't like. Now, on the surface, I'll tell you what I think. I think a crazy person attacked Dave Chappelle. But there's a question about Dave Chappelle angering certain crowds and whether or not this was a leftist attack. I'm leaning towards no, but I don't know if I should give the benefit of the doubt to people who are willing to attack other people, especially over jokes, especially when, well, Dave Chappelle reported, uh, has reportedly needed more security because of the threats against him after making some offensive jokes, or I should say jokes offensive to the left. Here's what I think. I think sometimes crazy people attack celebrities. You know, people ask me when, uh, when we deal with security threats here at TimCast, and we've had many in this past, uh, these past few months. Since January, it's been nuts. But we're fine. We have armed security. Uh, I'm not going to say too much more. We've, we, have a, we have good security. 
Um, we've got um, personal protection and things like that. But people say, I see these memes and they're like, the left is doing this and leftists are doing that. And I'm like, guys, it's not that. If I go to an Antifa rally, yeah, then I mean, I'll be worried about the left attacking me. Yes, we do believe we have evidence pointing to the left in terms of some of the security issues we've had. But I'm not worried about strategic political attacks. I'm worried about the guy, and I said this in the past week, I'm worried about the guy who thinks that I've stolen all of the spoons and I'm hiding them on the moon and that I have uh, been taking Jeff Bezos's wiener rocket to the moon to store hidden spoons in a plan to take over the world or something insane just like that. Then they show up and they're ranting about Donald Trump is going to be president and then he's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And you're like, dude, wait, hold on. That actually happened. Okay, that would have sounded crazier a few years ago, but you get my point. Someone crazy shows up and does something crazy. So what do I think about Dave Chappelle getting attacked? I think he was attacked by somebody who was crazy. But something going on with politics, because it is reported that Dave Chappelle had to up his security because of jokes he made about the trans community. And over in the Joe Rogan subreddit, the whole debate right now is over whether or not they can talk about politics on a comedian's forum. Joe Rogan, I do not believe is political. Joe Rogan, I believe, talks about political things because political things affect everybody. And Joe's interested in cultural things. Joe Rogan is not a political person. It's cultural. So why are people saying like, hey, we want to post memes unrelated to Joe's shows on a subreddit? Because politics has taken over. The culture war has reached the highest point in our society. The federal government, high level, high level cultural instances, issues, Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan. The fissure is complete. The crack appeared in video games with Gamergate, and it began to spread. And many people were like, who cares? It's video games. And now it's like the presidency. Yeah. This fissure, in my opinion, means our culture is collapsing. What does that re result in? I mean, if people really hate each other, then you're going to see some real crazy stuff. But let's read a little bit about what happened with Dave Chappelle and talk about this in greater detail. Um... The story from TimCast.com. Hey, if you want to support our work, head over to TimCast.com and become a member so that our journalists can keep working and we can hire more. And we've got some culture jamming as marketing I've been talking about quite a bit. We're, gonna probably, we're probably going to be doing a campaign every month. And it's because of you we're going to be able to do this. And it's going to be strategic marketing that will upset the establishment. We'll put it that way. Dave Chappelle attacked on stage at Hollywood Bowl just moments after the incident occurred, a fellow comedian, Chris Rock, joined Chappelle on stage and said, was that Will Smith? Now, I can't show you what happened um, in great detail, YouTube rules, but the man's arm is all bent and like, sh like it's seriously damaged. And our good friend, Count Dankula, now that what I mean literally, um, has an explanation as to why this may have happened. So we'll get into that. But I want to read you the story from NBC Los Angeles. Comedian Dave Chappelle tackled on stage during LA Festival show. The reason I want to pull up this one is because of a point they make. A man who police said was armed with a replica gun rushed a stage and tackled comedian Dave Chappelle as he was performing in LA. The Los Angeles Police Department early Wednesday confirmed the attack, saying the weapon the man was carrying can eject a knife blade. When you discharge it correctly, it is unclear if the fan made an attempt to use the weapon. The fan? Yo, fan, don't, you don't attack the person you, you like. I don't know, man. Was this guy really meaning to kill or harm or seriously injure Dave Chappelle? 
Several videos and accounts posted online showed the man climbing onto the front of the Hollywood Bowl stage and rushing towards Chappelle. At least one video showed the comedian falling to the floor with several other people rushing to apprehend the person. What did, um, what's that saying? Um, I can't remember. But basically the idea is Dave Chappelle was attacked. Where was his security? This shows people his security can and has been breached. It's dangerous, man. I don't, I don't, you know, a lot of people like to say at times like these, like someone's getting fired. I don't think anyone's getting fired. I think Dave is going to be like, guys, what's going on? Up the security. That's about it. I do think it's crazy that someone as wealthy and powerful as Chappelle did not have adequate security at the Hollywood Bowl. The attacker, a member of the audience at the show, was detained by the venue's security team and later taken to the hospital with superficial injuries. I think his arm was dislocated. The LAPD said a video posted online of the alleged attacker appeared to be the unidentified man in a stretcher with his elbow bent at an odd angle. Hmm. Neither Chappelle nor any officer was injured. BuzzFeed reporter Brianna Sachs also shared video showing the man being loaded into the ambulance. Sachs said before the attack, the comedian spoke about increased security around him in the wake of widespread backlash for jokes he made about the transgender community. There it is. Some Netflix employees in the fall staged a walkout in Hollywood to protest the company's decision to carry one of Chappelle's comedy specials, The Closer, which they said included transphobic remarks. Could this attack be that? Brianna Sachs shared a video showing, uh, she said, before the attack, the comedian spoke about increased security. Could this attack have been in response to that statement by Dave Chappelle? A motive for the Tuesday night attack is not clear. Chappelle on Tuesday evening was performing his act at the Hollywood Bowl Amphitheater as part of the Netflix joke. The festival taking place from April 28th to May 8th. Uh, other acts in the lineup included Leslie Jones, Jon Stewart, and Chris Rock, a comedian who also recently faced violence on stage when he was slapped by Will Smith. And we, we get it. We, you know, Chris Rock comes out and says, was that Will Smith? Ha ha. So here's the, uh, here's the clip where he comes out and says it. I think I can play it. Here we go. <laughs> So they're running off. This is after the attack happened. Was that Will Smith? Oh, there you go. There you go. So uh, was that Will Smith? So here, let's talk about let's, let's talk about the current state of politics. And let's talk about this country, right? This is the Joe Rogan subreddit. On this subreddit, people talk about Joe Rogan. But the subreddit's been completely dominated by talk of politics instead. People are arguing whether or not they should be having political discussions, particularly around Roe v. Wade, because of what's going on with the Supreme Court. The mods are like, dude, talk about Joe Rogan. So let me do this. Let me let me just pull up. How do you how do you how do you just load up the Joe Rogan podcast? I don't know. <laughs> All right, there we go. I got it. I figured it out. New Reddit, not a fan. Take a look at this. And then I want to read some comments and talk about where we're at. Plus, I got that thread from Dankula talking about the guy's injuries. So we have, can we return to quality-ish posting on the sub? Then we have this. Can we please get a reply to this? Because it seems pretty glaringly obvious why this was done today, especially ironic when the very same mod is the one who has been posting culture war memes lately. Welcome to the culture war. Welcome to the civil war. Call it whatever you want. The end result, I think, is going to be people like Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle getting attacked. Now, as for Joe Rogan, if anybody who wants to rush the stage while Joe's doing a comedy routine doesn't know anything about Joe Rogan. Because Joe Rogan is massively ripped and a very well-trained martial artist and MMA commentator. 
dude will one shot you and send you flying back 20 feet. I'm being a little hyperbolic, but he's going to, he'll probably, I'd imagine if someone rushed the stage, they wouldn't be able to get a hand on Joe in the way they did with Dave Chappelle. No disrespect to Dave Chappelle. He got taken by surprise. But I think Joe would drop the mic and probably do some kind of strike or grapple and put the guy down like that. I, I don't know if you've seen those videos of Joe Rogan showing off those like spin kicks or whatever. Please don't attack comedians, man. I feel like when um, when Will Smith attacked Chris Rock, you know, Joe Rogan commented on this being like, you can't do this. And I wonder if part of it is like, dude, Joe thinking that if, if a person went up to him like that, he'd seriously hurt him. People need to understand that about uh, people know how to fight. People who know how to fight and are good at it tend to not want to fight. Tend to. They try to avoid it because they know. Yo, you're not going to be some random person trying to put up fists and going after some dude who does MMA. They're going to be like, bro, you're going to get hurt, man. It's going to be bad for everybody. Going to have to deal with paperwork and legal challenge. Nah, 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 nah. Just, just don't do it. Don't do it. So, so what's basically been happening over the Joe Rogan subreddit is politics is taking over comedy. This has been happening for some time. I used to frequent the Joe Rogan subreddit amongst other, other, uh, many other subreddits because there were conversations around the conversations that Joe Rogan was having. I thought that was really helpful. So if Joe has on somebody talking about some particular issue, it's interesting to see what people are saying both for and against these issues. I, I, I think it's fantastic. But now we have this. Someone posted. Yesterday, Ahmad was posting right-wing political memes on the 2nd of May. On the 3rd of May, after the conservative stacked Supreme Court directly attacks abortion law, now is when politics are off-limit for the month of May and issuing temp bans for bringing it up. Do I have that right? Hasn't this entire effing sub been absolutely beside themselves about free speech this last month? But now is the time to clamp down on things? Effing pathetic. Here's what I find interesting. There was a response. I don't know... Um, if this is it, but I'm going to read this. The mod says, since this is directed at me, I will reply. Now, I want, I want to just say this. This is not about drama in a subreddit. It's about our culture being taken over by the political conflict, which I believe can only result that it, it's dominoes falling over. You flick one domino. It's not a slippery slope. It is going to happen. Violence will occur. It's already been happening. We had riots yesterday. What I'm seeing here is that when you can't even listen to a podcast without arguing over Roe v. Wade, it's like, yo, we have been consumed by hatred. The mod says, since this is directed at me, I will reply. First, I am not an American. I barely know about Roe v. Wade. I am a pro-choice liberal who can still have a laugh at myself. Second, I have been modding this place for over 11 years. I don't care about the death threats in my chat window or the downvotes. My skin is thick. Nobody gets banned for being critical of me or of telling me to go F myself. Third, I know damn well the majority of people mad about this new rule don't listen to the Joe Rogan experience or give an F about Rogan. You came here when you got banned by r slash politics and the Donald got shut down. We have been testing the theory for the past two months and the evidence is crystal clear. You are taking advantage of our free speech policy to spew your nonsense back and forth. We know who the real fans are and what they want to see more or less of here. And we are responding to that. Fourth, you can still discuss any topic you want in the comments or the daily thread, including politics. We are just giving the users a break from the political posts. We do this before every big election. And these rules apply to the mods as well. Last, unsubscribe. The internet is a big place. And this is just a tiny corner of it. 
The response, we already have a reply from the mods and it's F-U, pretty simple L-M-A-O. I remember going to Joe Rogan subreddit and being confused because I was looking for a conversation on, I think it was um, Robert Malone, maybe. I was like, I'd like to see a conversation or you know, what, what are people thinking about the conversation had? And the reason is, I'm fascinated to see what regular people who watch Joe Rogan think about these political issues. When Joe had on me, for instance, and we talk about things, Joe went a little further than I did. That's why I think it's funny that people are like, you know, I'm far right. Yo, I, I said, I think one of the reasons we see evidence in, um, what is it, uh, Uttar Pradesh? Is that the name of the place? It's, it's the place where uh, all the people in India were taking ivermectin and then COVID started to go down. And I said, I've actually heard a really great explanation for this outside of ivermectin. It's that as an anti-parasitic, it's curing people of parasites and then their immune system is strengthening. So you're seeing that trend in numbers, probably not directly per individual, but a trend in overall numbers. Joe disagreed. He said, no, 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 I disagree. And I was like, okay. Joe called the media a cult. And I was like, wow. I was like, strong statements from Joe. I want to see what these conversations are about. But I went here and it was all like weird left politics stuff. Like, look at this. Look at this. Here's a post on, on Joe Rogan. Will this hypocrisy last after Joe weighs in? I bet it does. And it's someone's, it's the, it's the mod, I guess. Free speech absolutist censor Roe v. Wade politics. How do I continue this hypocrisy once Joe talks about it on air? So, so wait a minute. They're acknowledging Rogan did not talk about this yet. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And they want to post memes about something unrelated to the Joe Rogan experience. This is what I find very strange. Now, here's one that makes sense. Old JRE fans, new JRE fans making fun of Brendan Schaub. Okay, I get that one. Here's one. The irony of the sub. It's the SpongeBob Patrick meme where it's like, this is Joe Rogan, right? Joe Rogan talks about podcast, uh, po politics, right? Yes. So we can discuss politics. No, politics is banned. What is being banned is when Joe says, yo, aliens, man. And then you're like, abortion. And Joe is like, I'm in favor of universal basic income. And they go, abortion, politics, Joe Biden, Democrats. I'll tell you what's happening. I noticed this a year ago. I, uh, I went, when I was looking at this sub and many others, and I think I maybe even mentioned this to Joe. You look at his sub, and it's clearly being taken over by people for political reasons. And I think it has a lot to do with politics and the election. Joe Rogan is a space where regular people are being sent red pills. They're waking up to this stuff, man. Joe called the media a cult. To, he, said, he said that to me. Wow. So regular people, I know a bunch of regular people. This is fascinating. I have good friends that are, you know, LGBTQIA2, whatever, all that stuff. People I've known my whole life. When I posted a meme, or I, I, I guess it was a meme, I tweeted that a child in America is more, more likely uh, to learn about tucking and binding than they would about how to start a business. It's an opinion, but it's, it's based on the current state of politics having to do with what's happening in schools and this being mandatory curriculum in many states. What these schools don't teach is how to start a corporation, 
how to file for an LLC. They don't, but they do teach basic, you know, LGBTQ stuff. And I've had friends who have been like, well, I want the representation and I don't care about starting a business. And I'm like, okay, I, you're not arguing my fact statement, I suppose. But these are the same people who watch Joe Rogan. Crazy. Like when I, every time I go on Joe, these are people who hit me up and like, yo, that was really awesome. Congratulations. But then like I post a meme, they get mad at me and I'm like, these are people who are on the left and they watch Joe Rogan. And they probably don't agree with them on a lot of these things, but they're getting exposure to these ideas. It's a good thing. How do we take advantage of that? You go into the sub and you flood it with politics unrelated to, to what's actually going on. Here's one, one post. Came here looking for COVID misinformation and political talk, but all I see is that Dave Chappelle got tackled. That's a funny meme. Obviously, they're making a joke. The idea is the media smears Joe Rogan for, for this stuff. Oh, can I give a shout out to Vice? who published an article talking about how anarchists on the left are advocating people take, uh, go, go to the vet to buy horse ulcer medicine to uh, induce abortion. All right, all right. You know, welcome to the modern era, I suppose. Me listening to the mods of this subreddit, when someone lies to your face and you know the truth. Ha ha. Okay. So here's the, here's the point. They're making fun of the mod like crazy because the mod posts things that they deem are political. I don't know exactly what the mod was posting. Sure, fine, whatever. My issue is I have long seen the Joe Rogan subreddit be completely inundated with unrelated politics that were totally left wing. And I thought it was really weird. I said, how is it that Joe could go on his show and say these like libertarian things, but then his fans supposedly are all on the opposite end of the political spectrum? Makes no sense. I don't buy it. Here's the point. Let's go. Let's let's rewind. Dave Chappelle gets attacked. Obviously, the Joe Rogan experience is talking about it. I knew they would be. Comedian got attacked. Bad thing. I don't know if it was political why, why Dave got attacked. Probably not. It could be. As, as uh, Brana Sachs mentioned, Dave Chappelle was saying he needs more security because of the jokes he made about trans people. Yo, that's worrisome, dude. Get more security. Get more security than you already got. You, you can afford it, bro. Get more security. But politics has taken over everything. There's no more just video games. There's no more movies. There's no more comic books. There's no more stories. There's no more comedy. There's no more music. It's all political. All. And that's long been what the left has been saying. Going back to Gamergate, even before this, they say everything is political. I think it was like Will Wheaton or something or one of the, who are those YouTube guys? The Green Brothers. I think one of them said everything is political. Probably Will Wheaton. Everything's not supposed to be political. To a certain degree, I understand what they're saying. Right. Star Trek, the next generation, instilling values of classical liberalism. OK, there's political values in there and they don't like it. They want a show that's Marxist. They want their values instilled in their media. But I think that defies human nature. I think human nature is classically liberal. I really, really do. And what I mean by that is yearning for freedom, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, live and let live and having some uh, reasonable community restrictions. I think that's the natural state of humans. I think that's what humans tend towards. I think there are ideologues who try to push humans into authoritarianism to control them, but it never works. I think there are anarchists who think the system can be totally decentralized completely, and that doesn't work either. It's not, it's not within humans, I think, to live in this you know, utopian kind of ideal. What we have now is a decentralized system with strong nodes. A totally decentralized anarchic system I don't think works. But with nodes, we can see the merit allows certain ideas to rise to the top. Not without its risks. 
I think humans will eventually drive themselves off a cliff without some logical guidance. But that's what the nodes are for. So when one node fails because it has ridiculous ideas, other nodes succeed. When you centralize everything under one node and that fails, you're done. When you get rid of the node, it's chaos static like in a TV and then you're done. I think the conflict is coming and we can see it here because pop culture has become politics, period. There's going to be fighting. I hope not. Anyway, I'll leave it there. Seems like Dave's all right. So, all right. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.